Welcome to the Authenticity Podcast. We bring you stories that connect you to the city you live in and the people you share it with. So Steph, last Christmas, you had a great suggestion for an experience for our team, but also a way that we could kind of leave that experience and have some gifts that we could give for the holidays to our clients. And so we went on a, a coffee roasting experience. Talk to us about Patricia, um, how you met and why you wanted to interview her for this podcast. So Patricia Butler, she's originally from Colombia and she's a Latina entrepreneur uh, living here in Texas. And I met her through the Latina Leadership Institute. She was actually my team member. We collaborated for a whole year and I got to know more about what she does, her mission, her projects and the coffee shop Confesionado. I thought it was something really remarkable and different, especially because the coffee that she sells, it's single source from female farmers in Colombia and Africa. So everything about her business, everything about her life, I think it's connected to her mission. And um, that's, that's really admirable. The other thing that I thought was so great about Confisionado is she chose a location um, right on the south side, yeah. um, a unique space, a sort of a unique opportunity in a neighborhood where people can go and enjoy a cup of coffee and learn about what quality coffee really is. Yeah, I think when she picked that area for for Confesionado, she was really thinking of the community. She was really thinking of a way to bring good new energy, a new feeling for the people that live there, and especially the women. She was able to employ some women with her coffee shop, but she also started creating little fairs and just some sort of guidance and entrepreneurship, uh, I guess, motivation for all these women that had ideas for businesses. She realized, oh, there's a lot of talent. Um, there's a lot of potential in the side of town. And she not only offered the opportunity of having a place to gather and to meet there, uh, which was, you know, rare, not found. Um, but also she provided support to all these women that around the area needed guidance on social media or needed to know, um, I need to spread the word about, you know, this particular business that I have. So like I mentioned earlier, I think everything that she's does and all her projects are connected to a personal goal, which is to empower women. Well, let's hear her story. Coficionado is the name of my business. The parent company is Don Eduardo. Coffee Company is my dad's name, and I wanted to honor him. But because we kind of stood for something that wasn't just coffee, we made an agreement of adding a name to it, and we added Coficionado so we could involve women. The O at the end in our language can be for boys. It is for boys and girls or just for boys. But I wanted to be inclusive. So I, we created the name. I created the name Coficionado. And at this place, we teach, we roast, we do everything that is related to coffee. But we also have a cause. We support women in the coffee industry. Patricia was born and raised most of her life in Colombia. As individuals that have left our countries behind, we know that there are certain things that we miss from our countries that are hard to find in other parts of the world. I miss coffee, real Colombian coffee. Along the way, when I had moved here, I got into a situation where I was, in, I was involved in the coffee business. And I say it like that because it's like an affair. Really, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to decide to, you know, open a landscaping business or anything like that. 
It was a love affair. I was able to bring true natural flavors of coffees to San Antonio and expose them and share them with, with my culture. My place where I do that, I teach people about the coffee culture. So it's not, I'm not keeping it just for myself. I'm teaching other people about the Colombian culture. As a woman, Patricia recognizes the limitations for her gender in different industries, but especially in the coffee business. Her main mission is to empower women by supporting female farmers in underdeveloped countries where the competition is twice as hard due to their societal system based upon misconceptions and especially a business that's primarily beneficial to men. My company started six years ago. I used to work for the United Nations and I would go to very poor countries and I would see, including mine, you know, I, I, I'm from Colombia. I, I come from a developing country. I just didn't, I wasn't aware until I lived here long enough and then I started traveling to other countries that the more marginalized people in the fields and the ones that were doing the real hard work were women. And it was such a horrible disadvantage at the time. I didn't, I was just repeating somebody else. I was somebody else's voice. I didn't have a choice on what I could do over there. I was working. But when it came down to where I was going to source my coffee, it was natural. I always knew it was going to have to be from women farmers because I understand in Colombia how difficult it is for rural women to own land because we live in a patriarchy. The less educated the community, the more patriarchal it is. I realized that it was hard for women to own land, to keep it, or for anybody to take them serious when it came to coffee. So I started with two farms. Now I have 30 farms out of Colombia, two from Africa, two from Central America, and one from Mexico. I am very proud to say that I am another hand helping women in the coffee industry. I am going to tell you that the coffee industry is tough on women. I mean, not most industries are, but we have not heard anybody break the glass on the coffee industry. We still think that the person who picks coffee is a man with a mustache and a donkey. And so it's ridiculous. We have not been able to. If you go to any city in the country, you're going to find out that most coffee shops are owned by men right. and that women right. are the ones that are working. I mean, there's plenty of men baristas, the ones that go to competitions and stuff, but women are the ones that are doing the hard label. When we started, we didn't hire people. We would use neighbors and just friends that would help us at the beginning, to help me at the, to help me at the beginning. But when I decided to open the coffee shop, I was going to need baristas. We obviously are not discriminating. We have men working with us, but our main big stars are women. They're all single mothers. We have foreign staff right now. And it was also in a poor area of San Antonio. We wanted to have something that this area didn't have and give work to women who would never dream of working at a coffee shop. This gave the opportunity to these women to learn a different trade, to learn how to be baristas. Two of them are already roasters as well. Women always get paid less than men. Female baristas get a lot less than men. They don't get the managerial positions either most of the time. And so at our place, they're all stars, you know, they all get to sh uh, showcase on social media their art and their creations and, you know, they're proud of their job. Confesionado is located in the south side of San Antonio. It's an often forgotten area that has just recently been revitalized by entrepreneurs like her. Having a coffee shop is fun, but it can be 
anywhere on the north side. And there's plenty of them. There's chains and there's one owner coffee shops. But on the south side, there weren't any at the time. And so it was different. And we created a community out of it. We're, we're not just selling coffee. We're selling an experience. And we're allowing people to create their own experiences as well. We have markets two days out of the month where all these women from the community, from the Southside community, come and they vend their stuff. They, their earrings made out of clay, uh, knitting, tamales, chamoy candy, all these kinds of things that they didn't have a place to sell because they don't own a store, they don't own a business. This is just their first step to actually selling their products at a place. It's been so rewarding because, you know, I have my own following of people that come and so they get to meet all these women. I have several of them that are bringing things from Mexico, from other communities of women. I have uh, one from Colombia that is bringing purses and needed stuff. And that is also from a tribe of women in Colombia. It's made by the women in this tribe in the Guajira region of Colombia. The events we do are the big deal on the south side because it's like a market. So people get to come from everywhere and buy fresh bread and jellies and get their candy. What I do for those women that come to Coficionado, those businesses that come to Coficionado, I tell them that on the fee that they pay, they're also paying for a social media shout out. And we explain to them what that is. We take the pictures. We tell them, okay, the only way that we're going to be able to promote your business is by you creating your Instagram account and your Facebook account for your business. Whenever you have a product, this is how you do it. Okay, now we're going to post a picture. Coming from a place where these women are not even being told that they can be good for anything else but having some menial job and raising children. No one has even told them that they're capable of doing more. And it's not being mean or anything like that. Their parents are also like that, you know. It's systemic. Unfortunately for immigrants, we do not have generational wealth. We actually have to save up and save up. Many of us, the adult women already have children, as young as 18, 19, even younger. And so if a woman is in a position of opening a business, I would say to start it in a very small scale so that their losses are not too great where their life is changing in any way. And if they have money to invest, invest in social media. Because that's their biggest reach right now. People still are not, there's still people that from the beginning of the pandemic have not left their homes. And so you have to be able to catch those customers, be able to figure out how I can reach all those customers that are still staying home, that are dying to see whatever. And so figure out how you can stay relevant for those customers. As a coffee shop on the South Side, if I just stayed promoting in the South Side and just counting on people who are my regulars, I would have failed completely. But because we did... Uh, social media, we've been able to sell everywhere in the city, in other cities, and, and, you know, we were able to sell online. There's a famous quote that says, if you're feeling helpless, help someone. Confesionado, like many businesses in San Antonio, had to navigate through an uncertain economy. And instead of falling victim to the pandemic, they decided to shift efforts into serving a community in need. At the beginning, we had to close the shop because it was mandatory for everyone to close. We closed down and I still had to keep my women working because, you know, they're single moms. I was crying driving one day because there was no sales. And, you know, I went to work just to go to work because that's what I do. There wasn't anything happening. There weren't any customers, nothing. The streets were completely desolated. It was 
eight, nine, ten in the morning, and there were no cars. Oh my God, I got super sad. I started crying. I'm sure a lot of people can relate. I started feeling super sorry for myself. Oh my God, poor me, poor me. I got home super depressed. My husband saw me. He's also feeling like this, you know? This is our both our business. I mean, I'm the one who runs it, but he's my investor. So he knows how I feel. So the next day I woke up, I'm like, I am not going to feel sorry for myself. I'm going to do something for this community. I'm going to do something for the little that I can do. I'm going to do, I'm going to donate coffee to the food bank. And so I went back to work the next day and I asked Liz, who's my roaster, just keep roasting. As if we were working and whatever production we usually have, whatever sale of coffee we have for that week, we'll still roast it, but donate it to the San Antonio food bank. And then it became like a snowball effect of everybody wanting to to volunteer. And it was just so sweet, super nice. People were coming to roast, help us roast and grind the coffee. So nice. I'm super, super proud of this San Antonio. I'm grateful and I'm proud because we are so resilient and we help each other. People here in San Antonio still believe in that that you help your neighbor. I feel the, it, it helped me out a lot. I, I I felt useful. You know, sometimes that's all we need. Instead of complaining and complaining about what's going on, it's just, okay, what am I going to do about it? And I so believe in that. And so I did that th- this time. And I feel, I feel relieved that I did it. I feel grateful that I did it. And now that we are able to open, we have people that come in and tell me, oh, thank you for what you did for the San Antonio Food Bank. They come in and just buy coffee because they know what we've done. My children and my husband are are my my fuel. They believe in me. My husband is very, very supportive of everything that I do. And my children see me and they just want to do the same. They want to sell at the markets. I already have two other little girls that that are vendors. They do arts and crafts. And so my daughters see that. And so this is such a wonderful thing because my own daughters are getting inspired by the daughters of those women from this community. And so they're like, I want to be like her. I want to sell stuff like her. I want to make my own money. How do you start on your, your own business? So all these things that they're seeing because they see me, they come with me to the meetings and the conversations and the setup and, how, you know, all that. And so they're already thinking, this is actually very serious, critical thinking that my daughter, my seven and my nine-year-old are actually going through. I love it. In our society right now, women are realizing that they have more potential than they thought they did or they were told they had. Due to the pandemic, Confesionado had to close its doors to the public, but it continues to serve as a place of gathering and as a guide for businesses and the community. You can also enjoy the private roasting experience or be part of Coffee Diaries, a conversation with Patricia over a cup of coffee. Authenticity is a podcast brought to you by the Storysmiths of Key Ideas. For more storytelling, you can visit keyideas.net. You can find Authenticity on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like these stories, please subscribe, share with a friend, and be our friend on Instagram at authenticity.io. You can find your hosts at instacarlosm, microsis821, and slsdiva. Executive producers are Carlos Maestas, Christopher Branca, Stephanie Gaitan, and Mike Rosas. Our show is produced by Fabio Lima. Editors are Michael Largent and Christopher Branca. Our interns are Kaylee Lopez and Ethan Perriman. 
Our graphics were designed by our friends at Heavy Heavy and music by Lab Kids. Authenticity is recorded at Game Day Media and Key Ideas. Thanks for listening.